salutations, peace, and blessings. You're listening to the Kneel Down Podcast. I am your host, the Commish, and I want to talk about the Knicks' home opener they had last Wednesday between the Knicks and the Celtics. Great game, extraordinary game. It goes without saying, when you see a game like this, there are some people that may say this is probably going to be the best game of the season. And it's only game one of an 82-game schedule. But we can label that game the best game of the season. Went to double overtime. The Knicks barely win. And I say barely because by the time second overtime hit, you didn't see a lot of scoring during that second overtime. A lot of people were just doing their best just to keep their legs straight, to be able to move up and down the court. Knicks were victorious that game by four. They win by four. And when when you're looking at the Knicks, what you see with these Knicks players, you see a hodgepodge of young, old talent, but more old than young talent. Now, I've been on this mic to talk about the Lakers, so I'm going to talk briefly about the Knicks. The Knicks, the New York Knicks, has a chance, strong chance, of making history. If they are to play anything like they had last Wednesday, then we can easily say that the Knicks are going to win that division. I can sit here right now and tell you that for what I saw of the Knicks against the Celtics, it's not to say that they won't play any other team that won't give them any type of competition. I can firmly say that for the New York Knicks to play the way that they did Wednesday night against the Celtics, it surprised a lot of people. It probably surprised the tens and thousands of people that were at the Garden that night. Were they expecting this team, this particular team, to go to double overtime? Were they expecting this team to even go to overtime? Or better yet, were they expecting this Nick team to win? You got Julius Randle there. You pick up Kemba Walker and Evan Fournier from the Celtics. My beloved Celtics. You bring them to the squad with Derrick Rose, Mitchell Robinson, R.J. Barrett, Obi Topin or Toppin and you see that there is a Nick team that has the potential of being good dare I even say great this season and I, I, you know I'm not the fan here rooting for the Knicks I'm just calling it based off what I saw for well over 50 minutes a basketball. And this is non-stop running back and forth because there's very little defense. I'm bothered by the fact that the Celtics couldn't play better defense against this team that wasn't a strong team, that wasn't necessarily a tall team, maybe not even a fast team. This was a team that should have lost. But perseverance is key in any sport. When you're talking about the NBA and the first game of the season, we're not expecting such a lengthy game. We're not expecting these guys to go up and down this court for so long. 
And to see how well Randall played, and to see how well Fournier played, it leaves a person to think that if these guys can stay healthy with the help of Kimball Walker, with the help of Mitchell Robinson and a few others, Derrick Rose, this team could be a playoff team, just like last year. And this team could actually go a step further this season. Can I sit here and say they will go to Eastern Conference Finals? I don't think so. I think they're still too small to go to the Eastern Conference Finals. They don't have a lot of height. And they don't have a lot of skilled players outside of Randall, Kemba Walker. So this team is a very limited team. But they can scrap. They can run. They showed stamina. They showed perseverance. They showed that they can actually play some basketball. And this is just game one. So if we're going to fast forward into April and we're looking into game 81, looking 80 games down the road, can we comfortably say that this Knicks team has an opportunity to make it far to the playoffs? And I guess if you're not playing Milwaukee, if you're not playing the Brooklyn Nets, then you stand a chance of being successful this season. And so the Knicks should be happy. That in spite of the fact that they lost, I'm sorry, that they won by four points, that they still found a way to neutralize the Celtics' big three. If if we want to label them the big three anymore, because right now we're talking about Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Outside of those two guys, it's a crapshoot as to who you want to put at the point who you want to bring up the rear for the power forward position or the center position. Al Horford would probably play the center position for most of the season because they really don't have a dominant center to play that position. They really don't. And this is where the Celtics may be lacking. They will be a playoff team. Make no bones about it. They have a great player in Jalen Brown who looks great coming into the season. This man has shown that he's been working in the offseason. He has put in the time to show that he has capable, he's fully capable of holding his own this season. Bar an injury, of course. Bar an injury. Jason Tatum was flat. Might have been, you know, adjusting to a new style new format not used to the movement of being a small forward or power forward had abysmal night with just 20 points but we're not faulting Jason Tatum for having 20 points we're faulting the Celtics for knowing that to move on from this Nick team that game one was important game one could very well be indicative of who's going to win the division and who will avoid the play-in tournament. We got to be concerned about the play-in tournament now. That becomes priority number one. Outside of trying to be within the top six teams that make the playoffs, if the Boston Celtics play anything like they did against the Knicks, they are hopeless because they cannot rebound, no pun intended, they cannot rebound from this type of onslaught where you have mediocre players really grilling you to put up 138 points. 
And the, considering the fact that the Celtics, one of your younger teams, there's no reason why we should see missed dunks and layups coming from this team. Now, maybe I'm being hard on because I am fully aware of what the Celtics can do when they're hot, when they're red hot and they're smoking and they're playing on all cylinders. They are an unstoppable force. The Boston Celtics, Barnett, they don't have that predominant power uh, point guard, almost a power forward. They have Schroeder. I'm not convinced. They have Marcus Smart, and I'm still not convinced. We had Kimball Walker. We had Isaiah Thomas. We had Kyrie Irving. But nothing stemmed from that point guard position to give us any impression that the point guard position is what we really need to concentrate on. Maybe it is more so the front court. Maybe it is more so somebody that can help out Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum down low. Or if they're trying to hit a three in the perimeter. I want to see what the Celtics intend to do now that we are in full swing of the season. How will they improve moving into the beginning of the regular season to make them competitive and to make them respectful? Any team right now in the Eastern Division could give the Celtics run. And they could give the Knicks some run. How often will we see Julius Randle score 35 points in a game? How often will we see Fournier score 32 points in a game? Now, of course, it's always possible. But for what we saw Wednesday between Boston and New York, this is competition at its best. Yes, they will play better teams down the road. But the problem is they might get smoked by better teams down the road. There's no guarantee that for what we saw last Wednesday, that this Knicks team is ready to play with the big dogs. Because I'm not going to sit here and tell you that. The commission's not going to be able to co-sign that. I don't think the Knicks are ready to play with any big dogs. I think they were fortunate to win against the Celtics by four and double overtime because by that time, everybody's gassed. They did good just to be able to run up and down the court. And, cons- and considering how many turnovers the Celtics had with, I think, 16 turnovers, they weren't supposed to win anyway. But they stuck it out with the Knicks with the double overtime. Last minute shot by Marcus Smart. Not able to put any points up during extended overtime. They had to go to second overtime. But it's still the fact that that was the Celtics game to win. This was more so the fact that the Celtics lost that game as opposed to the Knicks winning that game. And I'm not trying to knock the Knicks. It's just what it is. And I'm sure there's a number of Knicks fans out there right now. Shout out to all you guys out there in the boroughs, tri-state area, that can say that they may not be content with how the Knicks played against the Celtics, but they'll take the W. Because when it's all said and done, what is it about? It's about the W. It's about the win. Boston didn't win, Knicks did. But we need to see more. I need to see more from both teams. Never mind the Celtics. I'm aware of what they need. 46 points from Jalen Brown wasn't enough. 20 points from Tatum obviously wasn't enough. 
We need to see more from this Celtics team to be convinced that they have a fighting shot to making the playoffs and not through the play-in tournament. Let me just emphasize that. The play-in tournament is a crapshoot. It's Russian roulette. It's an opportunity to say, well, if we play this one game and win, we stand a chance at perhaps making the eighth seed. But if you're going to make the eighth seed, that means that you have to contend with the best seed in the Eastern or Western Conference. Can anybody say that if the Knicks make the eighth seed, that they can take on a Milwaukee Buck team or a Brooklyn Net team? But the same could be said about the Celtics. Nothing from what I saw last Wednesday made me feel that this Celtics team would be ready to go after the big dogs in the East. Now, they could be the one to tell the commission, hey, we are the big dogs in the East. They should be be gunning for us. Okay, fine. But if it's anything remotely close to what I saw last year, you guys got smoked, smoked by Brooklyn. I think they allowed for you to win a game that series. They let you have a game just out of respect. Because there is some level of respect amongst the big dogs out there against the top athletes in the East to allow people to see the Celtics or the Knicks. So what am I saying? What am I rambling on about? What I'm rambling about is the fact that for what I gather from the Celtics, They should have lost that game because they played poor defense and had too many turnovers. However, you clean up those turnovers and you play some defense. This is a different Celtic team altogether. They ramrod the Knicks. They smoke the Knicks. Whether it's double overtime, triple overtime, the Knicks are not a team that is ready ready for this season, 82 games, or the postseason. I have the Knicks right now as the seventh seed going into the playoffs. So with all that being said, they make the seventh seed. Who are they playing the first round? All things considered, the Brooklyn Nets, the Milwaukee Bucks. Do Does anybody, does anyone believe they have a fighting chance? to go up against those guys and win. Just, just just, give what we saw in game one. I know it's early into the season, but this may be the best time for a Nick team to be good. Because after that 30th game, 40th game of the season, once we hit February, are they going to improve as a team? Are the Knicks going to look better as time goes on with the team that they have? Considering how Kemba Walker always gets hurt, well, who's going to be the saving grace for that Nick team when the time comes? And please don't tell me Julius Randle. Julius Randle is going to have his own work cut out for him. He's going to be scrapping when he shouldn't be scrapping. He's going to be rebounding when he probably shouldn't be rebounding. He's going to need somebody to lean on, and there won't be anybody there to help lean on. He's going to have his work cut out for him. And in an 82-game season, with everything else being considered, with a chance to go somewhere far into the playoffs, it would hurt them to know. It would behoove them to know that if they cannot be successful now, 
that they will not be any more successful later on in the season or going into the postseason. So says the commission. Didn't want to harp so much on the season thus far. But gathering what I saw from that game Wednesday night between the Knicks and Celtics, you expected a good rah-rah game. You expected these two teams to scrap. You expected these two teams to go at it. Run and gun, fun and gun, layups, dunks, you have it. Number of threes, during, I believe, the end of the fourth quarter, going into overtime, these guys couldn't miss a three-point for about 10 minutes. They were just raining threes. But you know what catches up with you? Time. You know what catches up with you outside of injuries? Attrition. Exhaustion. Fatigue. Cramps. God forbid if there's any sprains. I mean, these are the injuries. These are the the one thing. These are the the issues that we got to be concerned about if we're an older team. Because it takes longer to bounce back from such things like that. It, it, It takes time to heal from things of that nature. Can the Knicks go into this season knowing that if they play like this in the next few games, that they will be contenders by the time we're talking about the halfway mark in February? Can anybody just feel comfortable knowing that the Knicks will be a team to be reckoned with given that they have the roster that they have? And I'm not trying to poo-poo on the Knicks. It's just what we see. It's the reality of it all. They should have improved that roster and they think they did by getting Kimball Walker and Evan Fournier. I didn't see Evan Fournier playing great defense last season. And I didn't see him playing outstanding defense against the Celtics the first game of the season. So how much stock are we trying to put into this team knowing that your top guns may not be effective by the time we're talking about February? Something to think about. So says the commission. I want to thank you guys. I want to thank everyone out there for listening to the podcast means that much to me. I'm trying to run this basketball thing the best I can. I know a little something, something, something. But everybody knows what my stronghold is. And and, and I'm not going to repeat it. Not going to dig into that right now. It is still a basketball episode that I'm giving you right now. And I'll have much more to talk about. I'm going to talk about Golden State, too. Let me just say that right now, with the time that I have left, Golden State may be a team that should surprise a lot of people. Whether they have Klay Thompson playing or not. Oh, I think everybody's banking on the fact that if Klay Thompson is available, that this team gets better. Well, for what I've seen thus far, two games in with the Golden State Warriors, They've won some close games. And I don't think that Steph Curry is going to give you 45 a night. But I can honestly say that this team, this Golden State team, is going to put the kabam, (laughs) kabam, on a lot of teams out west. Cannot sleep on Golden State. They will not be in the play-in tournament this coming season. I can tell you that right now. I got them somewhere in the top four of this season. And, you know, you, you never know how the season goes. 
But once Clay Thompson starts playing, watch out for Golden State. I want to say thank you again. This is the commission, and you have been listening to the Kneel Down podcast. I hope everybody has a great week. And we'll do it again soon. We'll talk more about basketball. I'm going to try to shoot for Wednesdays now that the season's up and running. Don't know if I want to wait till Thursday or Friday to talk about these games. Many of you probably want to hear more about what I got to say about basketball. So, right after I'm done with football, I'm going to focus on Wednesday nights. Hope that you guys are able to listen then. With that being said, I want to say peace and love to all those out there. Stay safe, get vaccinated, and I'm out.